0: Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm sure that they have some sort of paraphernalia going to the Hockey Hall of Fame for sure.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Filling Station Podcast.
0: Whether it be over coffee, or on a break, or on a walk, you can drop in and listen to me, Lindsay, and my little sister Mallory share with you positive stories that we've found to uplift your spirit a little bit in these trying times. We
1: can all use some positive vibes.
0: Hello, good morning. How's everything in Brooklyn?
1: Things are good. Uh, Things are the same but different, you know. It's Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It can uh, have a nice happy hour tonight. It feels okay to do that versus doing that on a Monday night. Um. So, yeah, things are good. What about Kansas City?
0: All good here. Another beautiful early morning and KC Mo. and excited to talk about my story today. I'm really fired I, up.
1: I'm excited, too. You're such a little early morning birdie.
0: I'm I impressed. I'm and so I know, not. I don't know where it comes from, but I do like getting up really, really early.
1: <laughs> I always feel so great when I do that, but it's... It doesn't come without a struggle, I would say. I hear you. So I think we're both really excited about our stories today. And I've gone first the last two times. So I was going to toss it to you to see if you wanted to go first today.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'll just jump right in if that's all right with you. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So do you remember the time when we used to have sports back in, (laughs) in February so I'm gonna take you back to February 22nd, which is almost the last weekend before all of this really went crazy. And so February 22nd, the Carolina Hurricanes are visiting the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto, obviously. And so there's this weird little thing in hockey. So that's hockey. If you weren't you weren't aware of that, so this weird thing in hockey where each arena or each home team actually has an emergency backup goalkeeper that's available for both teams so each team generally dresses two goalies and if both goalies get hurt then this emergency backup goalie is kind of thrust into action it doesn't happen very often normally when the first goalie gets hurt they try to take take it pretty easy on the second one he plays pretty safe because these emergency backup goalies are generally um they're not nhl players they're you know, they could be anybody, really, just a goalie and, you know, from the, the local town. And so February 22nd, Hurricanes are playing the the Maple Leafs in Toronto. And the emergency backup goalie for this game is a guy named David Ayers. And he is the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies, which is a, basically like a AAA uh, Maple Leafs team. So the triple A Toronto team. And he's also sometimes the practice goalie for the Maple Leafs. So he'll come in when they're needing to have extra goalies uh, for practice and for training. So he's in the stands at this game, and first period goes by. It's a nice, you know, quick-paced game. Second period starts, and the starting goalie for the Hurricanes gets rolled up on in the net by one of his own players and suffers what, in NHL terms, they call a lower body injury. And so he has a lower body injury. They take him out.
1: Wait, what does that mean? Just like...
0: So basically, he has an injury below the waist. Okay, <laughs> that's all it means. So, it's not like
1: a code for he's injured in like his private parts or something. No, okay, no, it's
0: not. It's not. So it means that he's probably the way in the video where he gets hurt. It looks like he rolled up, got rolled up on his leg, and so it's probably a leg injury. I'm not quite sure, but so they take him out, bring in the backup goalie. Um, so the backup goalie's playing, you know, balling out. There's a loose puck in his end, and he takes off chasing after it as fast as he possibly can and gets absolutely wrecked by a, uh, a, a forward for the, for the Maple Leafs. I keep wanting to call them the Blue Jays. For the Maple Leafs, gets absolutely destroyed, and he gets knocked out of the game. So David Ayers, this Zamboni driver, 42-year-old Zamboni driver that's never played in the NHL, is in the stands, and he gets the call.
1: What? And they said,
0: dave are you ready and he says yep and they per the rules they get a reasonable amount of time to get him dressed he then once he gets on the ice he gets two minutes to warm up unless he was coming in for a penalty shot which he wasn't in this case and so in on the broadcast they actually show the equipment guy sewing his name on the back of the hurricane sweater what yes so that's think about so cool It is cool. And think about this. He is from Toronto. He is the kind of practice goalie for the Maple Leafs. He's the Zamboni driver for the Maple Leafs AAA team. And now he's going in to play for a team against the Maple Leafs. He even had the Toronto Marlies, that AAA team. That was his mask. So he's wearing a hurricane sweater and uniform, but he has a Toronto-styled mask, goalie mask, on his head. So he comes in. The game is
1: Wait, I got Go kind ahead. of confused. Okay, so It who's playing who?
0: <laughs> because <So the> Carolina <laughs> Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes are playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto.
1: Okay. okay? And he so the drives the Zamboni Car- for the for the Maple Leafs AAA team.
0: Yes, in Toronto.
1: And he's there watching his team which you would argue is the Maple Leafs. Yes. Okay. And then he comes in as a goalie for the Carolina hurricanes because he's the yes, only he... person in the stand that can <laughs> that can be a goalie yes. at this point. He okay. was, he was the
0: designated you. he was the designated emergency goalie for both teams. So had the Maple Leafs, both of their goalies gotten hurt. He would have gone in and played for them. Oh, for but both since the teams.
1: Because, like, what are the yeah. chances they would both need an emergency goalie?
0: Okay, right. now
1: I'm with you. I was so confused for a
0: second. Okay, I'm very it. sorry. I'm very sorry. No. So he comes in. So he's a Toronto guy, but he comes in to play for the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got the Carolina jersey on, and he's got the Toronto mask, though, because it's, like, his own personal mask. And he gets his two minutes, and he comes in, and he warms up. And the Hurricanes quickly score again. And so the score is now four to one Carolina over Toronto. Okay. So his team is winning first shot that he sees in the second period goal right away, just right past him. Now it's four Four to two. two. Okay. Four to two. Very next shot he sees, he misses that one too. (laughs) It's four to three. Oh no. So the, The Maple Leafs are coming on strong, right? And so David Ayers, He at the end of the second period, he does make a save to preserve the four to three lead. Right. So they go into intermission. Carolina is still winning. So he's still winning. He goes into intermission and the the head coach for the Carolina Hurricanes tells him, just stop the puck, man. Just stop the puck. He's like, we're going to be super aggressive. We're going to try to keep the puck away from you as much as possible. Just stay in your crease, which is like the little area out in front of the goal. Don't try to do too much and just stop the puck. That's all you got to do. And David Ayers tells the team, he goes, Look, I'm settled in. I'm ready to go win this game. He's like, Trust me, I'm good. And so oh they roll God. back out. They roll back out for the, for the second period or for the third period. He sees eight shots on goal. What? Stops all eight shots.
1: Oh my God. Stops
0: all eight God. shots. They win the game. Carolina wins 6-3. to three. And one of the coolest things about this whole game was that the Maple Leaf fans were actively and vigorously cheering for him. Oh, my him. God. That
1: makes me want to cry. That's I so know. cool.
0: So a little bit more background on David Ayers is that he used to be a minor league hockey player. And then he needed a kidney transplant in 2006. Get and it cut out of his, town. It cut his career short. And so he stopped, he couldn't play professionally anymore, but he still played in men's leagues like your fiance does Dan. And he still like filled in as like these backup goalies for um, emergency backup goalies. So he, by winning that game, he was the oldest NHL goalie to ever win their NHL debut at 42 years old. He was the old, so he's in the hockey record books now as a one and O one and O goalie and the oldest one to ever do it in his, (laughs) in his debut, really incredible. The hurricanes have completely embraced him. They sell his Jersey in their store, (laughs) they sell his Jersey in his store and they give him all the royalties for people. Like when people buy their, his Jersey and they donate all the proceeds, all the extra proceeds to kidney research, to kidney, you know, like the kidney foundation. They, when he came off the ice and he came into the locker room, they all the players doused him in beer and champagne and really celebrated him. I know I'm about to tear up thinking about it. It's so cool, and um, and so that was his that's his big claim to fame. I mean, he the Hurricanes embraced him, the Maple Leafs embraced him, um, and it's really cool. And he's he's going to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame now. And he's one to know as a goalie. And I just think that that's just such a super cool positive story and I was so excited so excited to share it and maybe he gets another shot you never know he'll probably be the emergency goalie a few more times whenever hockey comes back and maybe he'll get another shot so David Ayers man look it up the the videos and all of the uh, highlight reels are really something to behold and he seems like a like a hell of a guy so
1: that is an incredible story and I am tempted to just say let's just Put a stick in it. It's done today. That's just so (laughs) good. And I can't believe I've not heard of that story. As you mentioned, like my fiance, Dan, plays hockey, does men's league stuff. I'm in New York, which is, you know, the Northeast, the epicenter of hockey. Um, But I hadn't heard that at all. And I, what a tale, my God. And like the two teams coming together and like the fans rooting for him. Yeah. I'm like,
0: does he and still you, drive
1: the Zamboni though?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He got paid five, he got paid 500 bucks for the game. $500. It, <laughs> yeah. He got to keep his Jersey. Um, they gave him a bunch of gear, you know, like a lot of the hurricane gear and everything. And yeah, he, uh, and he makes those royalties. I don't know how much he's making off of that, but, but yeah, he still drives the Zamboni went back to his normal job and, um, and is just you know grinding up there in Toronto, and has got this incredible story for the rest of his life. It's pretty cool.
1: Do you think he is now a fan of both the Hurricanes and the Maple Leaves? I mean, they're not like arch rivals or anything, right?
0: No, they're not, and I'm sure he is. I mean, yeah, you have to, to be, be
1: right? that's <laughs> to be. crazy. Dan mentioned yeah, very cool. Mentioned earlier, he's been on a couple of like late night shows, and you might oh, yeah. need to fact check this for me, but I think he might have said that like the stick he used is going into the hockey hall of fame
0: yeah i'm pretty sh- i'm sure that they have some sort of paraphernalia going to the hockey hall of fame for sure
1: wild wild yeah oh my gosh thank you for sharing that is such a good story it is thank you. my favorite that you have shared with me thus far
0: <laughs> very cool
1: <laughs> hey you yeah you before we jump into my story, I just wanted to remind you to send us your stories at Pod at gmail.com. Now back to the show. You know, obviously, we grew up in southwest Missouri. Um, and about 30 minutes from where we grew up is a town called Branson, Missouri. And uh, Branson is a small town on the edge of the Ozark Mountains. Uh, it's known as a family destination. And (laughs) we spent many summers going there to the 1800s themed amusement park called Silver Dollar City. A lot of fun memories of Branson. And there is a lot more to Branson other than Silver Dollar City, um, including the 76 Country Boulevard. So 76 Country Boulevard is a Famously lined with theaters and shows. And when we were growing up, it was all country shows. And I haven't been back to Branson since I moved away from Springfield, Missouri, which is where we grew up. So it's been quite some time. Yes.
0: That's not quite sure true. We went a couple years ago, not too long ago. And we went, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving. I don't know if you remember that, but (laughs) we went and mom got very mad at us for something. And I won't talk about it, but she was not happy with us at Silver Dollar City. But anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I think it's because we were like wildly hungover. (laughs) and like it's an amusement park there was like roller coasters which we were going on and then like vomiting in trash cans afterwards so you're right
0: speak speak for yourself okay
1: sorry yeah that's a personal memory anyway you're right I have been back to Branson but I haven't been to this strip 76 country boulevard so it was historically all of these country music shows and now as I understand it's a little bit more diverse but one thing has kind of stood the test of time there which is the Wild West Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede. So this is basically a place where you eat dinner in like a cool stadium-style setting, and there's a show in front of you where people ride horses and do tricks on the horses and stuff. So hilariously enough, we never went there. I think our family just... Animal lovers, like not big on... Seen, like live animals and shows we didn't really do circuses or anything <laughs> so um this is spoiler alert not about the Dixie Stampede but it is about Dolly Parton so growing up I always associated Dolly Parton with the Dixie Stampede and the iconic 1980s movie 9 to 5 with Lily Tomlin oh, yeah. and Jane, F- Jane Fonda so Definitely watch that if you haven't seen it. We could do a whole podcast about breaking down that movie. (laughs) So anyway, so Dolly Parton, I have this like association with the Dixie Stampede, this place that we never really went. It's like country show and then nine to five. And as I've gotten older, I have learned a lot more about Dolly Parton and her like amazing story. I recently listened to a podcast called Dolly Parton's America which is like a nine part podcast series. It is absolutely fantastic. It deep dives into her life and where she came from. And she's in her seventies. She grew up in the smoky mountains in Tennessee, very humble beginnings. And she's just really, really um, she's iconic and legendary. Even in New York every year, there's a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. (laughs) So uh, she's really known for like connecting people with her music um, connecting people of all like races, genders, political parties, like people who come from like very diverse backgrounds. Um, and she's been around for so long because, as I mentioned, she's in her 70s. She's very, very wealthy and she is um, also very philo- philanthropic. Um, but she has something called Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, which is a book gifting program that mails free books to children from birth until they begin school no matter what their family's income is so the goal is to increase so cool. childhood literacy and one thing that i feel like has been has come up a lot um right now in the current situation is how obviously like kids are at home from school and a lot of parents don't know what to do with their kids during the day um and balancing the like working from home and also like teaching your your kids and trying just to keep them engaged. And anyway, some of the stuff that I've seen is really a lot about like just reading to your kids or having your kids read. And that's one of like the best things you could do. So Dolly has apparently wanted to launch an online program on her YouTube channel where she reads to kids. And it was announced earlier this week that she's actually going to do that because There's no better time than now. So tonight, (laughs) she is launching Good Night with Dolly, where she will read children's books to kids from her bed. Um, And she said that she thought it will be a welcome distraction in this time of unrest. Um, And it's pretty clear that now is the time to share a story and share some love. So it launched. Isn't that so sweet?
0: (laughs) That is sweet. So
1: it launches she's
0: too good to be true kind of you know what i she mean is like,
1: literally an anomaly and there's no one and nothing else like her i would again really encourage people to listen to this uh podcast because it's really like i wouldn't say like investigative because there's nothing to like uncover necessarily like or reveal except that she's an amazing person she, like I said, grew up from these very humble beginnings and has always given back. She really has, like, paved the way and gone into, like, uncharted territory as a female within country music. Um, and it's just uh, – she's just a
0: legend. She's iconic, yeah. She's like, And she's
1: still kicking – I mean, she's mid-70s. She's, like – I saw a trailer for this. She's, like, in her pajamas, in her bed in Tennessee. I mean – she is going to be reading a bunch of children's classics, and one of them includes um, a, a book that she wrote called Coat of Many Colors, which is one of her most famous mm-hmm. songs, which is about um, her mom making her a coat when she was little from scraps of fabric and how she wore it to school and was made fun of, but she thought it was so beautiful. Anyway, she has a lot of like underlying messages, so obviously I'm geeking out hard on Dolly Parton, but I just loved, like the fact that she's doing this now and... How like when you're little, you don't even realize how much depth there is to someone, and as I've gotten older and just like learned so much about her, and I'm like, this is hilarious. I literally will never forget the Dixie stampede, this place that we've never ever gone, because <laughs> it was all but like people talked about it and always wanted to go yeah. there, and it's one of two, the only other one that exists is in. Pigeon Fork, Tennessee at Dollywood.
0: Yeah. Dollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, do you remember we used to go to Branson quite frequently when we were little kids and we used to drive by and I always kind of wanted to go, but yeah, you're right. Mom was such a, like an animal rights person (laughs) that she was convinced that the animals were being. Abused in some sort of way, and we could never—we were never allowed to go to Dolly Parton.
1: Totally remember wanting to go too. I don't know why we didn't just go, but you know, I don't know. Maybe we can do it after Thanksgiving this year. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a great story. How do we? How do we find the? If I wanted to have Dolly read to me tonight, what do I? How do I track her down?
1: So you have to go to the YouTube channel um, for Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Um, So. If you just look that up on YouTube, Dolly Parton's Imagination it, yeah. Library, um, there's a number of news articles about it. Um, and so, Good Night with Dolly kicks off tonight at 7 p.m. And I'm personally very much looking forward to it. She has such a unique voice uh, and soothing sound, and she's just like a mother hen, I feel like. So, I feel yeah. like it's a very, it would be a very soothing thing to do for both children and adults. So, I would encourage people to check it out
0: I love that that's such a good story Mal I appreciate you telling that and sharing that with everybody oh thanks
1: thanks two very (laughs) two very different stories but I I think that another fun it's fun to see like the different things that we both come up with so um I love it I love it too how do you think it went seeing each other
0: I liked it yeah this is new for us. We can actually see each other this time as opposed to times previous where we just are kind of flying blind. But yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I will say that it seeing your face makes me a little emotional when I'm telling uh, yeah. a story. I, but other than that, man, it's good. I think we should continue doing this. I
1: agree. Um, and we are both very emotional. So I'm sure that there will be some some tears shed.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Not today, though. We're positive positive patty today. Yes. So we're good. What
1: a way to kick off the day. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you, (laughs) Shmalorama. I love you. Love
1: you too. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: See you later, kiddo. Bye.
1: We hope you're having as much fun listening to this podcast as we're having making it. Send us your feedback, ideas, stories to the filling station pod at gmail.com. And we'll catch you tomorrow on another episode of the Filling Station Pod.